Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. The pendulum for economic expansion has shifted to the Middle East and Africa, necessitating the development of global HR and business leaders with strong local roots. This has given the Middle East and Africa an unprecedented seat at the strategy table, or has it? We are also seeing global leaders look to the Middle East and Africa for guidance on complex HR agendas. I'm here with Darren Pauley, HR Director for Middle East and African Growth Markets at GE Healthcare, to hear his views on the changing landscape of HR in growth markets. Hi, Darren. Good to have you on the line. It's great to be here, Ben. Thanks for hosting. No problem. So perhaps to begin with, you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your role at GE Healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been at GE Healthcare for five years now. My current role as HR Director is partnering um, closely with the business leaders for three specific businesses, the solutions business, the life sciences business, and the healthcare IT business as part of the broader healthcare portfolio and trying to drive the HR life cycle for all of our growth regions. And we've been covering the Eastern and African growth markets uh, for quite some time as an intact group. And those markets consist of the Middle East, Turkey, Saudi Arabia as its own zone, and then also uh, Russia and continental Africa. And in terms of the region, I know you've been covering that region for about eight years. How important would you say it is that HR in the Middle East and Africa have a say in the global strategy or indeed the strategy for the region? Well, I would say, I would say it's integral to the local strategy uh, or, the, or the regional strategy. You know, in this region, what I've, what I've come to experience, um, you know, jumping in here eight years ago, there were 100 people in a corporate office and with, with unlimited growth potential and demand. And we need to add 100 people per, per quarter to meet our growth potential. And honestly, that type of demand, not in terms of growth, but in terms of change and reacting to the market, it's been crazy to try to keep up with that. What I've come to learn is that you're partnering with a business leader that's trying to solve that market dynamic and anticipate those market challenges. Those business leaders rely on a few people. And in my experience, they rely on their HR leader the most in terms of just being able to to forecast and to plan properly so we can we can maintain priority and maintain clarity what our approach is and what our strategy is. And so in terms of being part of the, the strategy of the organization, an absolute integral part. On a global scale, what I found progressively though is we've had a we've had the luxury, particularly the past two to two and a half years, of really exporting some models globally. And that's coming in the form of, of rapid and sometimes disruptive change, where the United States and Canada and Western Europe are looking to us to say, well, we need to look at a new business model to run GE Healthcare or to run our enabling functions that support our business internally. What are you guys trying to do there? What are you guys trying to do to change the way we operate internally to be faster, to be more responsive to the market? And in, particularly in GE, with company with, with that much magnitude of size, how can we operate like an entrepreneur, faster, more nimbler, more solution-centric than just equipment and service-centric? And so globally, the spotlight's been on us beyond just being able to support growth as a grow, as the world growth market, even in tough times, 
but in managing through and experimenting with new business models to see how they work and to get them exported throughout the world. We've had um, we've had a lot of success stories coming out of the Eastern and African growth markets that are that are being used globally, and I would just highlight one of them. Um, GE Healthcare was the first group of GE to start this HR business partner model, followed shortly after that by the rest of the, the GE businesses in this region that cover a territory called MENA, Middle East, North Africa, and Turkey, which established the business partner model. And now there's been an initiative that started at the end of last year to roll that out globally, sponsored by an executive from this region who was part of rolling it out locally. That's interesting. And in terms of the region, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people listening to this thinking about uh, thinking about the diversity. But I mean, is there a particular a particular area that there are different and unique business challenges that you've seen? Um, and, and indeed, how does that affect the way that you have to operate as an HR leader when these these unique challenges come up. Yeah, when when I think of unique challenges, I think of more internal challenges than external. It's it's not really addressing them in the market. It's getting our internal systems and our internal norms and practices to move at the same pace. I mean, change everyone knows is disruptive, and it's not welcome. You know, there are, there's a pocket of people that that welcome change in the organization, but that's a pocket. And there's a, in terms of diversity, there are a lot of people. There's a pocket of people that need to know exactly why. There's a pocket of people that need to know how it relates to business results. There are a pocket of people that are most concerned with how it relates to their colleagues and and the well-being of the staff. But all of those questions need to be answered. So when I think of of diverse and unique challenges, it's how do we influence and shape change? What is the role of HR? What is the expectation of the HR leader in terms of getting culture right, the norms right, the interactions, the interplay between executives down to the down to fresh grads coming in on intern assignments? Because dealing with and managing through those unique changes in the market requires us to have a very thoughtful change management approach and to get into just a few specifics about about unique challenges, when we when we reshape a region, we try to go more local than regional. We take we take resources that usually sit in a in a headquartered function, and we want to drive those down into region closer to customer. Then roles change and responsibilities change, skill sets change, skill requirements change. Customer facing skills become the most important. Geographies change, responsibilities change, incentives change, incentives to collaborate change. And when you look around the organization, for the organization to get clarity on what to do and how to do this new order to win in the market, you know, they look they look to a few places. Those are the things that the CEO worries about the most, clarifying those things, and the CEO relies on the HR leader to clarify those. Those challenges really align perfectly between the CEO and the HR leader, and addressing those really comes from us. That's a constant managerial responsibility to work through those items, to be clear, to be transparent, to be humble about not having the perfect answer, um, and to appreciate how it's going to affect many different people, different roles, different levels, different parts and uh, stages in their career. In a, in a region that's absolutely transient, quite a quite a bit of a challenge on our hands, but that's uh, that's also opportunity. 
Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned humility. I was curious, in your opinion, what what do you think it takes to be a successful HR leader in in an emerging market or in growth markets? I think what what challenges a lot of HR leaders in the region is is particularly in that alignment. You know, what is it that the business really needs? What is it that we can really do? Our subject matter expertise that really shapes and influences the business. Is that our interest or is that really the business's interest? Is that what they're asking for and they expect from us or is that the HR community's expectation? The alignment between the business and the HR priorities is essential. The HR leader who can drive that will succeed in the region. The HR leader who's a part of an organization that sees that will have a lot of success. And I think the faster the HR leader buys in that that is the most important thing, even though it doesn't come naturally in an organization that may still look at HR as an operating function, as an enabling function, and and read and react, um, the faster HR leaders stand up and say, this is my expertise, and I'm not going to take it for granted. When you talk about organization design, and you talk about development and culture and performance and coaching, you're talking to the expert in the room. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be held accountable for that. I'm gonna make sure that that my expertise is enabling performance. That strategy is delivered because it's perfectly aligned with our people's strategy. And in terms of other leaders around the world who are in growth markets, say in Asia, uh, South America, Eastern Europe, sometimes it's difficult to get that visibility or to get the input to global HR strategy. Looking at it from a Middle East and Africa perspective, what's your advice to HR leaders who find themselves in that position to be able to be part of the global HR strategy? This is a, this is a very interesting point, and it's something that has come up in a bit of an aha moment uh, in a couple of the staff meetings or the groups that I support last year. You know, not just the HR strategy, but the but the business strategy is in some of the GE products, actually most of the GE products, attached to a global, even virtual P&L, but a, a global business. And in this region, even though we're, we're leading and we're shaping what's next and we're exporting our models, we tend to, when we get to a sticking point, we tend to take a step back and say, this ha- somebody has had to solve for this somewhere else in the world. You know, let's get a hold of somebody in, in Europe and get a hold of somebody in USCAN to try to give us the answer here. And what we've come back to just as of last, at the end of last year is we have to we have to grow up a bit and realize that it's going to eventually it's going to come from us. The, the, the idea may come from global. It may come from somebody who's thought about it and may come from a European model. But customizing it here is essential. And so the advice I would give to the, some local HR leaders for the HR strategy is appreciate that that global model is a guide, but you're responsible and you have an opportunity to contribute your own verse here. And the more time spent on, on working and grinding through what does it mean to customize it here? Why am I doing it? What is the outcome I'm expecting? How am I going to see that? How am I going to measure it and report it out? How am I going to capitalize on it as as a value proposition internally and externally for talent? I think the more time spent there to say, what is my point of view on the strategy versus, hey, can somebody share a strategy with me is actually more important. 
and in my experience, more appreciated by global leaders who, who for better or for worse, have a global scope and just want to know and get access to some cool things that are happening in different pockets of the world and whether we're on the right, right track or not. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Darren. That was Darren Pauley, HR Director for Eastern and African Growth Markets at GE Healthcare, sharing on the changing landscape of HR and growth markets. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.